All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Functionally Autoimmune. I'm so happy that you're here with me today. I have a fantastic guest with me on the show. So today we have Missy Beavers. She is a Hashimoto's expert and the founder of Missy Beavers Coaching. Hi, Missy. How are you? Hi, I am so good. Thanks for having me, Brandy. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy that you're here today. We were just talking before the show about how much we have in common. So with that being said, can you tell us a little bit about you, how you became interested in kind of helping people with Hashimoto's and through their journey and just kind of how you got into what you're doing? Absolutely. And as I talk, Brandy, I'd love to hear more about your story because we are new friends. As she said, we were just chatting before um, we started recording, but yes, we have so much in common and it's exciting in the autoimmune world to meet sisters who share your story because we automatically appreciate and understand each other. And I was joking with her before, like, when we're young and we go to school and people come to school with the same clothes as us, we're mortified. And now as adults, we see people with the same clothes or the same disease or the same battle as us. And we're like, yay friends. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's, that's what I'm feeling with you, Brandy. It's like somebody who's gone through what I've gone through. And it's true for our listeners too. I know that so many sisters listening today will probably resonate with our stories. So I'm excited to, to talk with you, to share. Um, so to answer your question, yes, I got introduced to the autoimmune world very early. It was at eight years old wow. and like you, my story began in a doctor's office, but it began a year before the diagnosis, which I was actually lucky. As you know, a lot of our autoimmune friends, it can take decades sometimes to catch an autoimmune disease. So in my case, I'd been having issues with weight gain. I gained 50 pounds in a year from seven to eight years old, which is like I gained a whole child. I doubled in girth. Um, I was having migraines. That was a big one. And then it was causing nausea. I was throwing up every day. And then I was having issues with constipation. So the doctors were looking for a brain tumor. Maybe it's diabetes. It must be genetic. And they're looking at all these things. We're doing MRIs and CAT scans. And finally, a year into it, I go to that doctor's appointment and I'll never forget this day because I'm sitting there on the table in my pink crinkly paper gown. You know, we've been going to the doctor every two weeks. We're sitting there and the doctor comes in and he's very nasally. And he says to my mom, Julie, your daughter has Hachimono's disease. And my mom, <gasps> she gasped and she touched the scar on her neck yeah. where she lost her thyroid to autoimmune disease. So for her, she knew what that diagnosis meant for her child. And as a parent now, I understand that's not, that's not a happy moment for her. And it was a fear filled moment for me because she had that response. So he hands her a prescription for Synthroid and says, she'll just take one pill a day for the rest of her life. It's not reversible. We can't fix this. Here's, here's the solution, right? So we take the pill, we leave the office and I take one pill a day for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And as many of the listeners know, and I'm sure you do too, as well, Brandy, nothing really changed. (laughs) So (laughs) the headaches, the headaches got a better, they went away, um, which was good, but the weight didn't change at all. And yeah. I just kept gaining like two pounds a week. I'm packing on a pound to two pounds a week as I go through my elementary, then through my junior high. And when I was a senior in high school, I was over 275 pounds. And at that point I was also on 275 micrograms of thyroid medication. Wow. And I remember that because the doctor said, your medication should not match the scale. <laughs> Thanks doctor. (laughs) I know. Thank you. How can you help me not do this? Yeah. Right. And, um, it was at that point 
that was a question I was asking. Well, I'm doing everything you're asking. I'm doing the diets. We were doing Weight Watchers and Pritikin and The Zone, and we were doing Atkins and we had tried everything. This is the nineties and the weight just kept piling and they kept blaming me. So it was at this point that I was like, you know what? I'm going to go figure it out. So I graduated high school. I went to college to become a dietitian. And that is where I first learned the food pyramid. Remember that? Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. The food pyramid. I became obsessed with it. So I was learning about calories in calories out. If you eat less exercise, more, you're going to lose weight. And I can be very obsessive in my personality, some, you know, OCD. So it became kind of a game for me and I was eating as little calories as possible and running six miles a day. So doing that, drinking lemon water and eating carrot sticks, I lost 80 pounds in a matter of months. And my doctors were applauding the weight loss. You look so good. This is amazing. Meanwhile, my thyroid numbers were getting worse. My antibodies were getting worse. I was severely anemic, but none of that mattered anymore because I looked so good. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that was the consensus I got from the doctors. And at that point I actually changed to, um, I had graduated from the pediatrician was seeing a female practitioner, but that's what she said. Keep doing what you're doing. You look so good. Yeah. And I left that appointment that day and I sobbed in my car because I was anorexic. I was exercising too much. I knew I wasn't healthy. I had done this in the name of health and fixing my thyroid and the numbers were worse than ever. And so that's when I switched to holistic nutrition and my, my master's degree is in traditional nutrition and studying the way we used to eat before we had all these chronic diseases. And I started to learn about the gut. And as you know, Brandy, this is where the whole world of autoimmune begins to open up. Mm -hmm. So as I learned about the gut, I started questioning some symptoms I was having with digestion and that led down a rabbit hole that took five years to get a celiac diagnosis which was good because now I know that gluten was playing a huge role in my thyroid health and also in the antibodies. So, um, so that helped. I went gluten-free and then I had a baby and things got worse again. As we know, our mamas out there that have had Pitocin, it's a huge trigger on the gut and it created for me a huge fire for my immune system again. So here I had this newborn, I'm supposed to be enjoying it, feeling great. My thyroid is a wreck. My gut's a mess. And it was at that point I went to a a gut conference, um, you know, with my continuing education for my master's degree and a, a man stood up and he said, I'm so excited to, to present the new research that we have, uh, based on this gut research we're doing. And he says, you know, 2,500 years ago, Hippocrates said all disease begins in the gut. Well, now we have data to prove that he was right. Yeah. Which cracks me up because, you know, we've known for thousands of years, but now we have data. Right. So he says, we now have data that shows that all, all is my favorite number. Yeah. It's everything. It's 100%. So he yeah. says, we now have proof that all autoimmune diseases begin in the gut. And that was such a light bulb for me because I was like, whoa, wait, what? Why have we been chasing my thyroid? Right. It's an autoimmune disease. I also have celiac disease, which is an autoimmune disease. So let's get into the gut. And it sounds almost silly for anyone who's done the medical system and has done the doctors blaming the thyroid and done the doctors only checking TSH Mm -hmm. to be like, 
but wait, it's in my gut. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was like this big light bulb moment where I left that conference and I was like, all right, let's get into it. So I started consuming everything about the gut doing testing and I uncovered, um, I did stool testing, urine testing, found out I had bunches of imbalances in my gut. I had SIBO going on. I had lots of strep bacteria, mold yeast, you know, all the, all the things (laughs) more is better. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then I began addressing those systematically. And then, um, in time I was, I was able to come off of thyroid meds. And so I haven't needed them in almost four years now. And I feel better now than I have my entire life after taking thyroid meds for 28 years. I didn't need them anymore once I addressed the root cause of the problem. So I now do testing like this with my clients and we do the same thing. We look into the gut. We're trying to figure out why your immune system is so upset, trying to figure out why it's attacking your thyroid. And when we, once we can address that and correct it, what do you know? The thyroid starts working. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And you know, your story aligns so closely to mine in so many different ways that it's and, and I know that there are people listening that are thinking the same thing, like, oh my gosh, that sounds so much like my story. And I think what a lot of people don't understand is that celiac and Hashimoto's almost go hand in hand. Almost yeah. everyone that I've worked with that has been diagnosed with one, it's a matter of time before they're diagnosed with the other. It's like they're, they're twins that belong together. <laughs> they absolutely do. And, you know, I'm sure you explain this in your teaching, but I love telling my clients the reason for that is because the gluten protein looks just like the thyroid hormone. So in a gut that's inflamed and angry, it can't differentiate between the two. Mm -hmm. So that's often why those, those two go together. And I was actually reading earlier this week, a research study, and they said that, yes, there is a large occurrence. They did a test population. I don't know the actual percentage of people, but it was like 90% of the people had Hashimoto's and celiac. So I see the same thing you're seeing with my clients. It's like, it's, it's a, when, when are we going to find that's going on? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you're so right about the gut. I think one, the Hippocrates quote is like my all-time favorite thing. Yep. And I think it's because, my mantra. yeah, I think it's because like, we should have known this for so long. Like he knew this thousands of years ago. How did we not like catch on to that. But then also it's like, it's still true to this day. So I just love it. I think it's so great because it is so true. And like you, for me, I didn't really start seeing massive improvements in my health and my thyroid numbers and just like overall everything until I really started digging into my gut and really started healing and correcting all of that. And then it was like this amazing switch was turned and like everything started working correctly and all these things started going great. And it was really just a wonderful, like aha moment, just like you were saying to like, okay, this is, this is the key. It really is like the key to getting healthy and finding the answers and doing all these great things. Well, it absolutely is. And I, I think the most important thing to understand in this conversation is that we talk about the immune system all the time and, you know, people know we want to strengthen our immune system. We want a healthy immune system, especially with recent years of pandemic conversations. It's like, how do I keep my immune system strong? But I'm embarrassed to admit that even as someone who has gone through education and through getting a master's degree, I still was unclear where the immune system is. Yeah. And so that's the thing we all talk about it, but where is it? Where in the body is the immune system? And it's important to know that 80% of the immune cells in our body are made in the gut. 
So if you want a healthy immune system, it's caring for the gut, nourishing the gut, and then uncovering what's going on in the gut that's preventing you from making healthy immune cells or overproducing these antibodies that are attacking your other tissues. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that you're right. A lot of people do know that they need to do something for their immune system. And I think a lot of times it looks like vitamin C, which is yep. great. Um, you know, vitamin C is fantastic, but usually it's like, I'm going to take vitamin C and I'm going to take these couple of other things and that's going to fix my immune system and everything's going to be great. And there's so much more to it than that. It's so much more complex. <laughs> it gets so in depth and especially with autoimmune, you know, there's, there's herbs that can actually over exaggerate your immune system. So like people oftentimes will jump on that echinacea bag bandwagon and they'll be like, more is better, more is better. And then their thyroid will feel worse and they'll have worse symptoms. And that's because it can irritate an already active immune system. And there's a whole category of herbs like that. That's just one that, you know, is, is often overused because we want to strengthen the immune system. Right. Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk to you about what we were saying with the gut because coming from the nutrition world, and I know you're in this world too, Brandy. Yeah. <laughs> um, when it comes to autoimmune health, the way that nutritionists are often trained is to just remove foods then. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, oh, you have celiac disease. Okay. Just don't eat gluten. Well, that one's obvious. Okay. Well, you're reacting to to dairy now. So just don't eat it. Okay. I'll take that out. Oh, sweet potatoes seem to be causing a problem. Take those out. Okay. No more sweet potatoes. Eggs are probably an issue. Get rid of that. Okay. Nuts. Definitely get rid of nuts. Okay. Um, you ate celery and then you were tired. Okay. No more celery. Oh, cucumbers. (laughs) Can't do that. Tomatoes. No, no, no. Oh, nightshades. Not doing that. Peppers have got to go. So you know, I kind of backed my way into the autoimmune paleo, which a lot of us do. We end up there with when we have autoimmune issues because we're removing the foods that can trigger the immune system. Right. And that's important and it's wonderful. And I'll be curious to hear from you, Brandy, if you had this experience, but in my quest for answers with my gut, I ended up at autoimmune paleo after trying all of the other elimination diets. I backed into that corner and, um, I did feel better. And a lot of people do, you'll lose inflammation. You might lose weight. You'll lose the bloat, but when you stay on that diet too long and by too long, I mean, they're talking more than three months now. That's what they're saying is too long. But when you're on that diet too long, you actually eliminate some healthy fibers and you eliminate some nutrients and minerals that you need for your thyroid function. And that was exactly what I experienced. I was on this really restrictive diet was feeling good. Uh, but my thyroid wasn't improving. My numbers weren't improving. So my approach with that is to temporarily, and I do temporarily use AIP in some cases, cause it can be helpful, but we need to understand and address why the gut is not digesting and absorbing the nutrients correctly. Yeah. And that boils down to bacteria, viruses, mold, parasites, all the sneaky little friends that we have living in our gut. They yeah. can change the way we digest the food. And instead of villainizing the food, it's better to find out why we're not digesting it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I did the same exact thing. It was like, cut out all of these things, try and add them back in like the whole elimination. I ended up on the AIP as well. I did rounds and rounds of whole 30, like so many different things to try and cut out as much as I could to try and find answers because, you know, like you, I was, you know, I was going nowhere at the doctor's office. It was like, oh, you're fine. You're, you know, it's whatever, do these things. And so it was like this attempt to try and find some answers. And so, yeah, I had went down all these different diet tracks. Um, and yeah, there was a couple of times where I'm like, oh, I kind of feel better. And I have a little bit more energy on this one or, you know, this or that. And, but yeah, you're right. There was still no real, real improvement. There was really no, 
you know, any, any diversion from that, it was like, you're back at square one, sometimes worse. And so, yeah, it's, but I think it's, it's out of desperation and out of a desire to feel better and to heal that we do end up on these kind of crazy, desperate seeking diet and villainizing food, because it's the only thing we know to do. Yeah. And there's not a lot of guidance from the doctor in that. And so we're just looking for direction anywhere we can, you know, as you were talking, it made me think about, um, the other night we were watching Wheel of fortune and the players were spinning the wheel and it would land on bankrupt. So then the next player, you could just see the determination in their face and they would take the wheel and they'd spin it as hard as they could. And it would go on bankrupt. And then the next person's like, oh, I'm going to muscle through this one. And they would spin it as hard as they could. And it landed on bankrupt. And I was watching it. I said to my family, I was like, you know, if one of them would just stop trying so hard, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) just stop trying so hard, maybe just do a tiny spin. Then we'd get out of this bankrupt cycle. Right. Right. And that's, that's where some of us end up with our thyroid health and with seeking right. for nutrition answers. It's like, we just keep trying so hard. Yeah. And then on the next diet, we try harder. And the next diet we try harder. And it's like, you yeah. know, if you just dialed it back for a second and you just figured out what the root cause is here, then we don't need to be, you know, going right. in to roll another bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and I completely agree that, you know, the AIP and some of those diets are very, very helpful for some people in certain stages. You know, if you're somebody who's eating a lot of processed foods, you're eating fast food all the time, that's destroying your gut one, but it's a great place to start. Like, okay, we're going to start getting you used to a more whole foods based diet. So there we're, I'm definitely not saying that there's anything wrong with those particular diets, because in some cases they are fantastic, but But yeah, I mean, if you don't get to the root cause, if you don't really take a look at your gut and find out what's going on, there's no way to find the answers. Yeah. You just keep spinning. Yeah. (laughs) Just keep spinning. Spinning the wheel. (laughs) Spinning again, got another bankrupt. And, you know, I think for a lot of us with autoimmune disease that that resonate, I shared that because it resonates with me for decades. I just kept spinning bankrupts. And, you know, you go to your doctor and like you were saying, Brandy, you keep seeing the doctor and they'll say things like, well, your TSH is normal and these labs are normal and you're fine. And it's like, okay, well, I've gained 30 pounds. I have no energy. My hair is falling out. I'm depressed. I'm having anxiety. And they're like, okay, well, let's try this Wellbutrin. Mm-hmm. Let's try some Lexapro. Here's some Ativan. And I think that you have, uh, let's go see a psychiatrist. You know, yeah. I've had all of those things come my way as well. Um, it's IBS. I have a diagnosis of IBS. You know, they just start throwing out diagnoses and they start throwing out meds and you start to really believe that you're going crazy. Right. And one of the big parts of my healing was decades into it. I finally found a naturopath who I adore And I'd been working with her for about 10 years at this point. And she, she was great. She was helping me work on my gut. She was helping me, um, you know, work on different systems, my liver getting pathways open. And I went in one day and at this point I had a, um, a protocol. I was helping women with thyroid issues and they were losing weight. They were looking great. Their skin was getting better. Their hair was growing back. And here I was struggling. And I was doing everything right at this point. I hadn't done all the the gut testing that I I needed to do, but I was in that, you know, kind of the cusp of trying things. So I was sitting there with her and I was explaining to her how frustrated I was that I'm doing everything right, but I'm not getting better. And these clients are getting better and I'm so happy they're getting better. Like this is that I, my dream, this is what I want to be doing, but why isn't it working for me? And it was so good because she looked at me across the table and put her pen down. And she looked at me right in my eyes and she said, Missy, 
We've been working together a long time, right? Yes, we have. Okay. I know you well enough to tell you that's great. What do you want to say? And she (laughs) says, how do you expect to get better if you don't even believe it's possible? And I explain this as that moment in the movies where the camera zooms out and you see the person like become a tiny ant (laughs) (laughs) and you realize how insignificant they are. And you're like, you know, the, the montage flashes of all the things that might've been different if they just believed. (laughs) (laughs) And I realized in that moment that I had been trained since the time I was eight years old to believe I would never get better. Yeah. It had actually been told to me by doctors and then repeated again and again and again and again, that Hashimoto's is irreversible. Autoimmune diseases cannot be cured. Your nutrition doesn't matter. Your lifestyle choices don't matter. The only thing that will fix it is medication. And so that was one of the most incredible gifts anyone's ever given to me in the form of words, because I accepted that from her. And that day I started to really dig into my thought process and I realized that, yeah, I don't believe this is possible. Mm-hmm. So once I addressed that, and once I, I got into mindset training after that, to really uncover the stories we tell ourselves and yeah. the, the way that traumas can program the way that we think and believe and just changing the stories that, that our subconscious is telling us. So once I started addressing that in combination with the gut, it was like, things just caught fire. Things started changing so quickly. I couldn't even keep up with it. So I'm also a big, huge fan of the mindset space of it and being able to identify the stories we're telling ourselves and then decide if they're true or not, because with autoimmune disease, they're usually not true. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And that's, that's a really great point is a lot of times we are, especially on autoimmune journeys told constantly that you're fine. Nothing's wrong with you. You know, you're just getting older. You're just a woman. You're just, I mean, I perimenopause. Yeah. (laughs) I've heard so many different things of like excuses and I'm just like, there's no way. And it does. It makes you feel like maybe I am crazy. Maybe I am making these things up. Maybe this is like, maybe this is what it looks like to get older and be a woman. Like, I don't know. And so it is very important to, to take note of your mindset because yeah, when you're barraged with that, you're just like, I mean, you don't even know that you don't even notice that you're feeling that way because you've been told that for so long. Agreed. You're not even aware that that is the soundtrack playing in your head. And, you know, so many doctors, so many of my clients, myself included, and you probably as well, Brandy, have had this experience. You go to the doctor, they tell you to take the meds. And then they say something like, I've never had a client come off of thyroid medication. (laughs) And so in your brain, you now take that as truth. I will never get off thyroid medication. It's impossible. That's not going to, and they may even tell you in exact words, you will never stop. But once I've been on the mindset side of it, and I better understand the medical system, I've worked in the medical system. Now, here's how I view this. Now, if a doctor says that to you, if they say, I've never had a client or a patient get off of thyroid meds, they are telling you their experience. So they are telling you what has happened in their practice and they are telling you the things they have seen. And to be honest with you, I would be embarrassed to tell somebody that my clients never get better. Right. Exactly. Like that, that's something you should work on then. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, it's, it's either, you don't know what you're doing to help them get better or they're leaving you (laughs) to go get better elsewhere, which is kind of what I started after seeing so many specialists and so many different doctors is kind of what I started figuring out was, okay, I don't, you're not helping people. So people are leaving. Exactly. 
because at some point you're like, okay, you've done all that you can do for me. This is clearly, you know, the end of, of your rope. Um, that's fine. I'm going to move on though, because I clearly need more than what you can offer. And, and what is terrible to me that I've um, experienced talking with so many people that I've gone through autoimmune journeys is so many people don't realize that they can say, you know what, our time is up. You've done all yep. you can for me. I'm going to move on. And so i I find it really sad that I meet people who are just kind of stuck. Like, well, they told me they can't do anything. So I'm just, I just keep seeing them because there's no, there's no option. And it's like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> you fire them and you go find another option. Um, so yeah, so that really makes me sad. And I think it's because I also like you experienced so much of that kind of negativity and that you're going to be on this forever and you're going to have this forever and there's nothing you can do. And, yeah. you know, it, it really is it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's isolating. And two, for a lot of us thyroid women, we are people pleasers. Mm-hmm. It's just the truth with the thyroid. We know that energetically that can come along with not speaking your truth and not being able to vocalize what your best needs are. And I, that is so true of me. Yeah. I am a recovering people pleaser, but I've spent my whole life wanting people to love me and be happy with me and not rock the boat. And that is, like I said, it's true of a lot of women with thyroid issues. So especially in the doctor situation, we're afraid to speak our truth or to acknowledge that this doesn't feel right. Yeah. And we don't want to go against authorities. And by the way, this is not doctor slamming at all because we yeah. need them and we love them. Yeah. And one of the things I've learned through my journey, and I, I like to empower my clients to do the same is to know that you, like you just said, you can see anyone you want and it doesn't even need to be a fight. Sometimes just don't go back and see them. Yeah. And the thing that often happens is, well, what if they give me a prescription? Great. Take it. Yeah. You don't have to fill it. I have so many prescriptions. Actually, we, we joke and I don't know if I should even say this, but I will fill every antibiotic that I get and I keep it. Cause it's going to be currency one day. Yeah, <laughs> You can come and trade my antibiotics for something. You know, it's like the yeah. funniest joke in our house, but it's you, we have to remember we have the power and it doesn't need to be a fight or we don't have to say anything. Yeah. You can just go and say, thank you so much for your opinion. Yeah. And I'm going to not come back, but you don't even have to tell them that just don't go back. Exactly. Exactly. And again, I now agree. It's, it's definitely, I've worked with, I've worked in healthcare over 10 years and I've worked with some amazing physicians and absolutely I have nothing but wonderful things to say about them. So it's not necessarily that the doctors don't care about you or don't want to help you. It's that it's their training. It's the medical training system that has failed them to teach them the ways to find and treat autoimmune disease. And so it's not that they're purposely not trying to help you. They really just don't know. Agreed. And, you know, um, my husband has leukemia. So we, we spend a lot of time in the medical system and, uh, we go to Stanford best doctors, best care, amazing training. Um, when he was in the depths of his bone marrow transplant, I was talking with one of his physicians and we were talking about nutrition and it was so great because like I said, we've worked with I don't even know how many physicians now through his career, like well over hundreds, but she's the only one that was humble enough to say to me, cause I was asking a question about nutrition. And she, she said to me, you know, I need to tell you something. She said, oncologists are only required to take one class in nutrition. And she said, and that's true of all MDs, like to get your MD, you have to take one class. And she said, and it's the class that says, uh, teaches the food pyramid and tells you to drink water. So she's like, I'm not going to be a source of any information on that. Obviously you have deeper training, please defer to your education. But I thanked her 
so loudly in that moment because no one's ever told me that before. And since then I've talked to quite a few doctors who validated that. Yeah. We're just not trained in that. And so, like you said, it's not anything that's wrong or bad. It just means that they're missing an entire piece of the puzzle. And specifically with the gut nutrition has a huge impact on that because that's what we put on our mouths, where it goes. (laughs) Right. So yeah, it's, it's not that they don't want to, it's just that the education doesn't sit there, but now a lot of doctors are becoming cross-trained in this stuff. And especially with like functional medicine, they're better trained in in nutrition. So it it makes my heart happy. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It definitely makes a huge difference. And, you know, for me, I, um, you know, before I got my diagnosis, I like you was having so many gastrointestinal issues, got the IBS diagnosis, got Mm -hmm. all these other diagnoses and medication thrown at me. And I, when I finally discovered gut health and what was going on with my gut and really dug into that, it kind of threw me back that how many gastroenterologists I had seen that had scoped and looked yep. and done all these things and found nothing. And I was like, what, how, uh-huh. <laughs> it was like this angry moment, but again, it goes back to, they weren't trained in those things. And so, but now we know so much more, we have so many tools to do stool testing, to do urine testing, to really take a look at your gut and find out what's going on. And we also know what bacteria are good, what bacteria are bad, yes. what it should look like. I mean, there's so much more information now. Yes, it is. It's amazing. Even in the last several years of my practice, it's like the technology is incredible and the testing prices are getting cheaper. And so, you know, like in my practice, I like to use the organic acids test Mm -hmm. because that's a simple urine test you can do from your home. You don't have to go to a lab. You don't have to schedule that. Just, you don't have to leave your bathroom. You just pee in a cup, freeze it, send it back to the company. But that test alone can show us what's going on in the gut and it will show what it does is it looks for acids that are produced by pathogens. So immediately we can tell what's going on in the body just by looking at a little sample of pee. It'll tell us what's going on in the gut. And that has been so helpful in my own case, but also with clients to get answers really quickly and get a direction really quickly that can help me build a protocol. So we're not guessing anymore. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I'm glad that you mentioned the protocols because I think it's important to know that, you know, a lot of times it's like, sure, great. We're going to have this information. Then what there are actually really great ways. Once we know what we're dealing with, whether it's like, uh, you know, a low grade viral infection, maybe you have a bacterial imbalance, maybe you have parasites, whatever it is. Once we find out what that is, there are really easy ways to treat them. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I mean, easy as in like, you can do them at home. There are things that you can get over the counter. Like, I mean, there are definitely ways to treat them. Yep. Doesn't have to be expensive. Doesn't have to be hard. The thing that's the hardest is guessing, guessing is hard and guessing is expensive. And I know, cause I did it for decades. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. I did as well. Yeah. And I think it's, it's so fantastic. And, you know, I'm so glad that you are doing what you're doing and that you're talking about the gut and you're really focusing on that too, because I really truly believe that that is such a huge key component to people getting healthy, to getting their autoimmune conditions under control, to reversing them. And I say reversing them because it's 100% possible. And I know because I did it, you did it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Same here. Yeah. And so totally reversible. Right. And so, you know, when you're out there and people are telling you that you can't do anything about it, it's, it's not true. And I, I really wish that I could 
find some way to like block people from ever having to hear that. (laughs) No, I agree because many of my clients have that experience and they hear things with doctors just saying, Oh, well, you're just unlucky or, uh, because your mom had it, or, you know, that it's just, they, they tell these things that just aren't true. You know, you'll never get off meds. And if you have to go to T3, that's going to be really bad for you. And I hear all of these statements that are coming from doctors based on their experience. And like you said, I wish we had just like a giant pair of earmuffs that could like magically descend and just mute that for a second, the old zoom mute. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then we could just carry on with our lives without taking that thought because it's important to know that the brain will take that thought and that thought will be in our brains. And then we have to actively choose not to believe that. Yeah. And it's hard when people have authority. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And we do give physicians so much power, Mm -hmm. rightfully so, because in a lot of circumstances, we absolutely need them to tell us what to do, but, but it it is right. Anytime you have someone of power like that, when they tell you something, whether you really want to take it to heart or not, it's hard to not have it affect you because, you know, you, you do kind of put them in a certain area and you do take that. And and yeah, it can be very, very detrimental on your health journey to, to even hear that from, you know, one person. It absolutely can. And, you know, you and I both have dealt with that and it's just an active role that you have to take in your own mindset to say, am I believing that? And if I'm believing that, how's it impacting my actions? How's yeah. it impacting my emotions? How's it, what are my thoughts about it? And once we can uncover that, well, we can start reprogramming. And, you know, I loved what you said about the proof of reversing it. You know, I'm proof, you're proof. I have clients that are proof. Um, you know, one of the things I often say, and this is, I say it about my husband's cancer, but it's true about autoimmune. It's true for anyone. You know, my husband's beat cancer. I think he's going on this fifth relapse now. Like he just keeps coming back and it's because of Western medicine. And that's why I will never discount the research and the doctors and the amazing advances in technology. He's still alive because of that. But I always say, there is hope for you, Brandy and hope for everyone with autoimmune disease and hope with everyone for everyone with cancer, because if there's no hope for you, there's no hope for my husband Yeah, and there's no hope for me. And that's unacceptable. Right. So hope is equal opportunity. Everyone can have the hope. Yeah. Just give out the hope. We all get to have it because it's there. It's available. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And that's so true. And, and it is amazing what you know, a little bit of motivation and hope will do for you. Yeah. It's the (laughs) truth. Pick you up and move you forward. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we run out of time, Missy, I want to make sure that we have time for you to share where people can find you. Um, I will also share all of that in the show notes as well, but if you could share uh, where people can find you, how they can work with you, any of that information, that would be great. Super. Thank you. Yes. I have a 16 week program. It's called the healthy thyroid system. And that program includes the testing I was talking about. We have three tests included with that. And the goal of that, of course, is to uncover the root cause of what is going on in the gut. And then from that, I build a personalized protocol. I also have an app that goes with it that educates on food. You get a personalized diet protocol, educates food recipes. It's got all the things. It's a one-stop shop. I love that thing. Um, so that's the program that I offer and we are enrolling right now. So if you're interested in that, you can head to missybeaverscoaching.com. Um, on that website as well, you'll see a link to watch my thyroid fast track class. That is a really good place to learn more about the gut and more about how the gut and the thyroid connect and what I recommend the testing I use to uncover 
like I said, the root causes. So um, those are the best sources. And then also I have a free thyroid uh, Facebook group. It's called Thyroid Solutions for Busy Women. And if you'd love to join us there, that would be fantastic. We'd love to have you. I love that. So many wonderful resources. Thank you, Missy, so much for joining us today, for sharing your story and all of the wonderful things that you're doing. And, and it really truly is amazing to me how similar our stories are and how they align with each other. And I think that's so amazing and fantastic in a way that we got to meet. <laughs> oh, I agree. Yeah. So exciting. Thank you. I was one last story. Cause I love yeah, stories. As I was sitting here, I was thinking about in eighth grade, Brandy, I think we're probably from the same age range, but in eighth grade, Adidas were the shoes. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? Yep. Absolutely. Oh yeah. The black Adidas with the white stripes. Yep. <laughs> and I was easily like 250 pounds at that point. I'm bigger than all the other kids. I, I can't, I was wearing a men's size 44 pants. Like it boggles my mind. So anyway, I didn't wear jeans cause I couldn't find jeans that fit, but anyway, I needed these Adidas shoes. Cause in my mind, that was going to be the thing that they were going to be like, she's like us. Yeah. <laughs> now the funny part is they didn't have a women's size that fit me. So I had to get some men's Adidas shoes and I wore them to my first day of eighth grade. And I was so excited. And I walked in and I sat down and there I was sitting next to my crush and I looked oh. down and we had the same shoes on oh, I love it. <laughs> and he pointed it out to the whole class and everyone laughed. And I was mortified because I had men's shoes on and I did have men's shoes on, but anyway, Brandy today, you showed up wearing Adidas. <laughs> Brandy and I are wearing the same shoes. It, it feels like, you know, to see your story, hear your story. It's like looking down and being like, yes, we love the same shoes. We've walked the same path yeah. and to see each other in that. I so appreciate that. And I love the work you're doing. Thank you. Thank you for helping thyroid sisters along the path as well, because that's why we're here. We're here to walk together, to cheer for each other to wear the same shoes. And if they're men's shoes, great. Yep. They're going to last a long time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, to be honest with you, I had those same black Adidas and I think that mine were men's as well <laughs> because I couldn't find them in women's like they weren't in the women's section. I could find the white ones yeah. with black stripes, but I couldn't find the black ones. Thank you. That is so validating. Cause that was my same, same thing. I want a yeah. black with white stripes and yeah, they didn't have them in women's or my size. So thanks for seeing me, Brandy. Yeah, <laughs> yep, I see you. I was there with you. <laughs> so great. <laughs> so awesome. Well, good. well thanks Again. so much. Yeah. Thank you so much, Missy. And thank you everyone for listening for another episode and I will catch you next time. Welcome to the show. And thank you so much for listening. This episode is brought to you by athletic greens. With 75 absorbable vitamins and minerals in just one scoop per day. I've increased my energy, immune function, and so much more. AG is a non-negotiable part of my daily routine. For your own risk-free AG plus 20% off and free vitamin D3 K2 supplement, go to www.athleticgreens.com backslash functionally autoimmune or look in the notes of this podcast and you can find the link there. Trust me, you want to add Athletic Greens to your day. It makes such a huge difference.